Sunday morning. Uh, it's your program host for the political strategist, Brenda K. Sanders. Uh, I am coming on this podcast. It's Sunday morning. Um, I am coming on this podcast to um, just uh, let you know what took place uh, in my life in this uh, uh, this victimization of the warfare against me, chemical warfare electronic hot light um, uh, warfare against me. It's Sunday morning. Today is 9.25. And uh, the funny thing about what, uh, this is the first thing that took place this morning. I was coming on to uh, tell you about what happened to me uh, last night and to, um, you know, just uh, keep preserving my testimony, uh, preserving my story in the event of even death or incapacitation. Uh, These attacks have been very potent. uh, And sometimes I just feel like, uh, you know, even last night, even when the planes were passing over me and passing beside me, I felt so weak and tired. I didn't, I, I was tired of filming them. Uh, But let me tell you what happened when I went to open my phone this morning. uh, My phone, instead of saying 9.25, said 9.5. And I'm like, that's not right. 9.5 is what my phone said. And I've said it before on one of the podcasts, either on this uh, podcast, A Political Strategist, or on Seeing Clearly in the Dark, that... um, my wedding anniversary has been a a day of contention, uh, a day of contempt. Not by me, by some other people. Um, I got married on that date, 
1987. And so uh, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, You know, hey, I was in a marriage for a very, very short period of time, less than five months. And, and, you know, that's that. I don't know why there is an attack on my life because of that. Maybe because I just got married. And it's a threat, really, because, you know, saying if you get married again, we're going to attack you again. Well, no, you're not. But it does suggest, it does document and materialize my claim that I've been sexually harassed most of my life. I didn't recognize what it was, but sexually harassed most of my life. And it's just uh, become evident to me. Pattern uh, behavior has, uh, you know, always uh, documents uh, certain behaviors. And so it's where uh, become become aware to me. I have become aware that this date is a source of contention. And my mother died on that date. At least I thought she died. Maybe now she was killed to make sure she died on that date. Um, There's been some other attacks on that date that I've suffered. And here again this morning, you know, some odd stuff on my phone. Uh, I don't even think about the day. It's so far removed from my memory. Uh, somebody is obsessing with that date and uh, apparently exacting some kind of attack on me. I can't see them because it's military or either uh, somebody that has very powerful weapons at their disposal and they're using them to launch attacks against me. What a coward. And I'm gonna tell you now, I keep saying it over and over. These are these people are cowards. Cowards. Immature cowards. Racist cowards. Okay, so what happened last night? Well, let me say this. I know it's a political strategist, but uh, last night when, uh, uh, let's see, no, Friday night when I was on the prayer line with the uh, ladies that, that we pray, um, I had two two visions during the, I think we were on the line maybe hour, hour and a half. One I had uh, immediately inter- intervened as we were praying and I saw a demonic figure. This was no face. It was like an animal. Oh, so that means it was a governmental attack. If we talk about Daniel in the Bible, how he, how he saw animals that represented government. And this was an animal. Uh, however, it was indis- indistinguishable in terms of what kind of animal it was. It was not a snake. It looked like it could have been a large rodent. It had missing teeth and very skinny teeth. Uh, and it, it launched, you know, his mouth was open. I've, I've come to learn that when an animal's mouth is open, that is a suggestion of some kind of attack. Of course, you know, hey, an animal has to have his mouth open to attack you. That's that's the thing. Uh, but anyway, it came toward me. Its mouth was black. And I, during the call, I interrupted the call to say, wait a minute, I just had a vision. And that was the animal coming back at me again, maybe three or four times. And so I did... Um, I did sense that it was going to be an extended attack. I felt very 
regretful about it because at that point I knew that I was going to endure something I prayed I prayed about it exactly I prayed about it because I knew what was coming Uh, you know and I think uh, now that I know it was a governmental attack of some type uh, and I'll tell you what the attack was but you know what I uh, when I get the resources and hopefully shortly I'm going to build a structure that has a basement uh, anybody that, that seeks to survive these attacks and I believe they're not going to go away I think they're going to get more and more sophisticated and uh, they're going to develop uh, electronically develop, develop chemically uh, when you talk about planes in the air dispensing chemicals and uh, how they, 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 they do these attacks now it is, is giving me knowledge that the only thing that's going to, um, not completely, I don't think 100%, but certainly on a big level where you have control is to to get a basement, a basement. Uh, and then you can seal yourself from the air for the most part um, and protect yourself from these kinds of attacks. Also, too, I've seen and been in basements where the electronics were running and they ran a chemical attack from the, the electronics, which, which filled up the basement. And so it was horrible. But when you try to tell people what's going on and they don't really realize it, you know, they kind of resist that these things are taking place. Um, the... They, they, you know, you're not able to get a hundred percent protection from these attacks. But I am now aware, after having survived and gone through so many attacks, the only way to survive this for, you know, the rest of your of one's lifetime is to get a basement. A basement, and uh, if you're building a home, a basement that's this this foolproof. Uh, and that is the way, you know, if when I get the fin- finances and the resources, I'm going to build a basement that's so beautiful, so beautiful, because that is, I believe, the wave of the future. And I don't know, I'm, I'm going to try to give it a, a fancy name, low structured housing or low, some, some kind of, uh, grounded housing or something to creatively uh, express the name because it it may save one's life it may save my life Uh, to you know uh, we're accustomed to calling them bunkers bunkers and I'm going to um, look up from World War One to when they use bunkers I mean certainly probably during the Vietnam War but we, we have not heard of using bunkers to survive civilian attacks by our own military um, during a non-war time. And um, as I looked last night, and I go on the top of Motor City. Motor City is a beautiful place. I love it. I don't gamble. I've never gone in there and gambled at all. I have gone in there to some of the restaurants that are in there 
I have gone in there to concerts at the soundboard. Uh, but I go up on the roof there and because of security up there, the Detroit police are there. But that's where many of the attacks have been launched. Many of the attacks. And, 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 and it, it's funny because the Motor City Hotel is right there. And I often wonder, these, these attacks are so severe, I wonder if the, the, uh, the guests are being also uh, uh, attacked. But there's a strong glass structure that seals essentially the whole hotel. I don't think they're able to open their windows. It doesn't look like there's any uh, open spaces in the structure where they're able to open their windows. So a good thing for them. And I don't think uh, the chemical uh, um, the chemicals that are dispensed are able to penetrate that structure that they have there. It looks like a solid glass structure or something. But anyway, um, the other thing I want to say is about last night. So I, I had some sense of these attacks on Friday night on the prayer call when I had that, that vision. And I like, like I said, as Daniel saw animals and uh, animals represent governments, I saw an animal. It looked like a rodent, though. It didn't look like any particular animal. But I mean, and then it had its mouth wide open. It wasn't a snake. It was not. It was like a, it's like a, I don't know, could have been a raccoon or something. I, but anyway, a small type animal with a, a, a vicious, uh, a vicious, a very vicious uh, attack in very, a very, very vicious attack mode is what I would like to say. Uh, and the other thing I want to say is this. Um, so I had this sense. I, I actually worried about it for a minute, and then I prayed about it. I, I'm ac- I actually was very concerned. But I, I thank God for the vision, because what it did is give it, give me a warning. And the attack didn't happen till the next day. The attack was so vicious yesterday. The chemical attack was so so vicious all day all day the chemicals were so bad that I left out of southwestern Wayne County in Taylor Michigan and I went to Detroit well I had to I had to travel to Detroit but uh, for business I had to transact but the thing is the attack was so severe I put a mask on I was trying to put a mask over my dog uh, because this, you know, he he um, had started having very bad uh, stomach attacks, uh, diarrhea. I did had diarrhea attacks, and you know, I had to, you know, go to the uh, drugstore and try to help him uh, overcome his and overcome mine. Uh, and I got, I just got my dog back, uh, maybe a. Four days ago, his the woman that was fostering him for me, she had a sudden brain brain problem and had to have brain surgery. And so immediately my my dog well for about three months she has fostered him. And so immediately my dog was returned to me. I was told that they could not take care of him any longer. Well, I'm glad to have my dog back. 
but brain is where this woman had her injuries and had to have immediate surgery, emergency surgery. And so that, that, that suggests to me, and I saw her maybe a week ago, maybe a little bit more than a week ago, and she was fine, walking around like you and me, normal, normal, going to work every day. And so I know that this was a military attack against her, uh, maybe because she was keeping my dog. Now, that sounds ludicrous, but that's how extreme it is. When you, see, when you see military planes flying over a woman, a female with no weaponry, that's an extreme thing. These are extreme, extreme attacks. These are cowards. And um, so what I want to say is that, you know, we're dealing with cowardice. We're dealing with people, I believe, once they are uh, approached or their programs start to be exposed, uh, they probably will instantly do themselves in. You know, just like King Saul did when the armies came to get him. He just did himself in. He was a coward. He couldn't do what he was supposed to do. And uh, in the end, his cowardice caused him to hurt himself. But anyway, last night, after surviving the chemical attacks all day, and they were suffocation-type chemicals, you try to breathe, you suck in like a suffocation-type sense of suffocation. And so it's a very hard attack to, to deal with, even when you try to cover your... Uh, I did yesterday get some relief when I, I, I put a mask on. But if you try to put anything heavy over your mouth or nose, it, it just suffocates you. So it just uh, enhances the sense of suffocation. But I survived that all day. And I went from the central part of the city of Detroit downtown to southwest Detroit and nothing this attack was launched all over the city and even over Motor City and it was the worst over Motor City and and, and, and considering how extreme these people are and I will say the politicians that are running Wayne County running the Wayne County Airport the city of Detroit Airport should be criminally charged in these cases. These are very lethal, uh, could be lethal, dangerous attacks. When you have airplanes taking over from the airport, taking off from the airport, and you know they're going to dispense chemicals to harm, this is this is not the uh, conventional way that people are killed, okay? So they're not taking off with guns and machine guns. They're taking off with chemical uh, uh dangerous chemicals and dispensing them in the air. And I say the chemicals alone are can kill or maim, uh, can disable. But when they're mixed with lighting in a kind of heat source, I, I said on a prior show that even candles mixing with these chemicals become very potent weapons to harm, to cause harm. Candles, I've even tried cutting off all the lights and just using a candle and that heat source even was was enough to activate whatever the dangerous uh, components of these chemicals are Uh, but that happened last night and so I did elect to go to Motor City because of the safety of it yes it's a lot of lighting there 
it was a very extreme attack. Uh, you can hear how I'm talking this morning. Uh, I, I have uh, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, my, my voice is, is impacted by it. Uh, hopefully it's temporary. I'll go back to my regular voice. Uh, I tried to do a political commercial the other day and it just didn't sound good. And I, I pretty much uh, withdrew it until I can sound better. I have my old commercials, which I may use. Uh, but that attack lasted all night, all night. And I'm still alive to tell about it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still alive to tell about it. But when we look at these, I looked dead at the planes. I was so weakened. I didn't take the videos. I was pretty much just tired. But we're looking right at the attacks. You're looking right at these chemicals in the sky. We're looking at the public officials that are presently in office and they do know what's going on. They have been advised. And so as part of, as, as far as I'm concerned, they are collaborators. Um, they are assessors to, to these crimes. And I've said before, the metro airport, city airport, they're crime scenes, in my opinion, and they must be preserved because these are criminal acts. Uh, I have yet to file my criminal complaint uh, complaints, and I will, because this is ongoing from night to night to night. Now, I thought that maybe they didn't have an, a, a real reason. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the sexual harassment. Uh, it used to be every time I talked to a man, there would be a shooting. I mean, too just say hello on social media or something there would be a shoot shooting there would be things right on the heels of my conduct and a pattern started to develop and I've talked about this on other podcasts here on the political strategist um and so you know again this is continued harassment and maybe in a different form in a different form but last night, certainly at where I was at Motor City, it was a, a horrific attack. And uh, I, I did spiritually see it coming before it came. Now, the thing is, I've tried to go down under in Motor City underneath the ground. And another thing I forgot to do is go down under. There's another place that I can go down under, and I'm not going to say where. Uh, go down maybe three or four floors in the earth and I and I'm going to remember that for tonight and I forgot all about that place um, but the thing is these attacks are launched at night when no one can see and yet yesterday was during the day and I saw a lot of people wearing masks uh, during the day and apparently maybe they thought it was their own um you know vessel being compromised or some way but it was actually in the atmosphere in the environment and i and i and i speak of all of this and wonder where is our environmental protection big word protection agency where is our environmental protection agency in this country where are they why aren't they doing their job and actually they're they're negligent and they're willfully 
negligent. That's a lawsuit too um, about protecting uh, our our citizens. And what we have to do is um, um, so we have to 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 make uh, uh, moves to protect ourselves and we're supposed to have an agency that's supposed to be monitoring and giving warnings when these uh, attacks are launched and they're not doing their job. And I believe everybody, this should be a class action because when you inflict that kind of chemical attack on the whole city and people, you don't know, there are people that are more frail than I am. I mean, I'm not frail. I, I walk every day. I work out, I lift weights, I'm starting to lift weights again. Um, I believe that has helped sustain me, but the one thing that has sustained me through all of this is Jesus himself. God, Jesus is Lord, and and that's the only thing that has sustained me. I could have been dead uh, long ago. Another thing that I believe, and the the Lord has told me, and it, it makes sense, doesn't even take the Lord to tell you, but I have a lot of lawsuits that are pending uh, out of, that have arisen out of my gang stalking experience as a victim of gang stalking. Uh, I have a lot of employers where I applied for employment following my removal as a judge and they didn't employ me. They didn't even, they didn't even respond to me. And I, I applied uh, maybe for a job several, several times, maybe for several jobs, uh, a paralegal, legal secretary, all jobs that I qualified for. And yet I was not re- even rejected. I was ignored. In other words, you're not even worthy of a response. And I'm trying to name all of them now. Robert Half, uh, Auto Club of Michigan, AAA, uh, um, Wayne State University, um, and there's some more. Wayne State University, Higher Council, Special Council, Kelly Services, Wayne County, um, and then not even including my housing cases where they refused to house me in, in housing. Uh, uh, one of them is Continental Management, uh, Rivertown, Presbyterian Villages, and yet they they were advertising on the radio for people to apply, and yet you refuse my application. Um, Presbyterian Villages, um, I said that already. Okay, um, going on down the street now. Uh, Sheridan Place, I've already started a lawsuit against them and the Detroit Housing Commission. I mean, you have 10 properties where senior housing and so forth, and you still, after almost a year of just con- uh, uh, calling me for an interview, you still have not placed me or admitted me into housing. And so I have a lot of legal claims that are winnable claims, winnable when an employer doesn't even respond to your application and you're applying for positions. I mean, that those are winnable uh, lawsuits and certainly not very, very little. If no defenses can be mounted to fight these claims where you just outright uh, 
discriminated against me. Even my position as a judge, and now I see that it too was a gang stalking move. It is a pattern of behavior that's the beginning of it, but I have much, many more patterns uh, 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 that, that suggested I've been harassed and gang stalked my whole life. And um, all of these uh, things have taken place because I have one loan, uh, not one loan, I believe it was governmental uh, sexual harassment, but started with George Bush. He is still living, he's still exacting these things. And I believe each president after that has um, uh, continued these patterns uh, of victimizing me. And sexual harassment motives are behind it all. And I believe it's also racist because you do, don't do this to white women, I'm sure. So I want just to, like I said, record this podcast uh, this Sunday morning and I've survived another attack. Do I feel like I should go to the hospital? I felt a little tinge of like frying on my head because there's attacks launched on my head uh, near my brain area. And so I might go and see, you know, have it scanned, have my brain scanned and see what's going on in terms. And also for my dog who was with me, uh, that's the reason why I fostered him. I did not want him to encounter any attacks that like I have encountered. Dogs can't talk, dogs can't voice anything. And so I wanted him to be free of the environment where I have suffered these various, various and various attacks. So thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, Like I said, I I hope that you too uh, can glean some things from this podcast and protect yourselves. I am I'm recording this, like I said, in the event of my incapacitation or even death uh, to tell the truth about what has transpired with me. Uh, and so uh, these are also my present sense impressions, which are admissible into court as evidence, these tapes and these podcasts about what has taken place uh, taking place in my life. As I'm talking now, I hear a plane over me. I don't see it though. I don't see it, but it's quite near. Uh, But in any event, and you know, I always forget to say this. I may have said it on another podcast, but I definitely want to say it. The whole time that my gang stalkers are saying I'm mentally ill for reporting the deaths of of my judge friends, I am teaching as a professor at a four-year post-secondary college every Monday night. I'm teaching a class of 30 people, 20 people, whatever the class was. So the whole time my job is saying you're, you're, you're mentally ill, you can't do your job. I'm teaching as a professor at a college. I'm doing my Seeing Clearly in the Dark part in Dark Times podcast on Block Talk Radio. And so these people are liars. They're liars. And um, I'm going to seek to have get relief from those judgments and those orders because they're lies. And my attorneys who were supposed to be representing me did not do their job. They essentially 
committed malpractice. And I'm going to post some of those podcasts from Blog Talk Radio to prove that I was not delusional in any way. I had my facts right. Uh, Certainly, if I can do a podcast every Sunday, there was nothing uh, delusional about or mentally incapacitating about my behavior. And so that those podcasts, I thank God, are preserved in, where uh, people can reference those podcasts and see the truth. Well, again, thank you again. Thank you again. I, I pray that you have a good Sunday, a blessed Sunday uh, for the rest of the day and for the week. I pray that that is the case. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you.